are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, November 12th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. To start off the show today, let's talk a little bit about the NHL's reverse retro jerseys that came out earlier this week. I believe that was uh, I believe that was Tuesday night. I kind of hate, uh, first thing I want to bring up, kind of hate how no one calls them sweaters anymore. I don't know why that happened, but with these retros, I think it would have been perfect for Adidas to come out and call them the reverse retro sweaters. Anyways... Yeah, I could have a whole segment on the show just about how they should be called sweaters. But anyhow, the Blackhawks store, they tweeted out a little, like, 10-second video flashing the Hawks' reverse retro jerseys they will wear this season. If you haven't seen what they look like yet, definitely go check it out on Twitter. Super easy to find the Blackhawks store. But as for the jerseys themselves, so... Adidas, they left a little clue behind on the jersey. The number that was on the jersey that represents what year the jersey was worn by the team. And for those of you who don't know, um, what Adidas is doing with these reverse retros is they're taking those two main colors from those vintage jerseys and they're flipping them. So on the Blackhawks reverse retro jersey, the number 40 was shown, which is giving me flashbacks to Robin Leonard thinking about what could have been the future in net going forward for the Blackhawks rather than what we have right now. Um, But 1940, uh, that is the year Adidas used for the Blackhawks. And in 1940, the Hawks wore a primarily red sweater with some black on the sleeves, on the wrist. Uh, The neck was... The neck was black. So as I said, Adidas, they flipped these colors. So now the Hawks reverse retros. They'll be uh, primarily black with some red spotted in there, as I said, on the sleeves, on the wrist and neck. And they kind of made me think about the good old days when the Blackhawks wore their just primarily black jerseys. Not not the winter classic throwbacks from 2010 against Detroit. I mean the vintage all-black alternates that were around, like, right before the Blackhawks got good. I think they had those from, like, 2006 to 2009. And right when the Hawks got in that first, uh, their first Winter Classic, I should say, the second one, I believe, in NHL history, that was against the Detroit Red Wings. And they got those uh, new jerseys. It was like they'd be looking for something else to wear other than the black for so long. They just got rid of the black completely, which I thought was unfortunate. In the old video games, when uh, when the Blackhawks had the option to wear those, I don't know if they still do. I sadly haven't played NHL in a couple of years. But I always would switch the Blackhawks and have them wearing those black alternates. I love those. Um, and I don't think these are going to be as good. Not to say I don't like the design. I think these do have some potential. But the all black, that was just so badass to me. Also, 
The Blackhawks, they literally have the exact same reverse retros as the Calgary Flames. Like, go and give these Adidas retros, uh, or the reverse retros, I should say. Go and give that a Google search if you haven't seen them yet. But the Blackhawks are literally the exact same as the Flames. Every stripe on the wrist, at the bottom of the jersey, on the sleeves, the neck is red. They're the exact same pictures. So, I don't know. I don't like how Adidas gave us a copy. That's pretty bogus, in my opinion. Um, And if, like... If everyone, if every team wears their reverse retros on the same day, I don't want to look exactly like Calgary. That's kind of a cheap move, in my opinion, of Adidas, who really hasn't done anything great with the NHL jerseys since they took over, at least in my opinion. Um, But I I will admit some of these reverse retros are looking pretty sick. Like the Los Angeles Kings, they're basically going to be wearing the Lakers jerseys. They have the primary purple color, then the gold on the sleeves and on the bottom of the jersey. Uh, Those look really cool. I think Philadelphia, they have a sick orange and black combo. Uh, It's still a primarily orange sweater. I always liked those in my... Younger days, I had a Danny Briere jersey the, in, uh, in the Flyers classic orange. I always liked that orange and black combo. Toronto also has a crispy-looking blue and white combo that I'm sure all those young guys up in Toronto are pumped to play in. They seem to be all about their fashion up there in Toronto. Austin Matthews, he seems to always have a fancy get-up. He's always flexing on Instagram. And then you don't, uh, don't even get me started on William Nylander. The dude had cornrows when he was in Italy last summer. He's... A straight influencer, basically. Um, but they'll, they'll look pretty sick in those blue and whites. Tampa Bay also has one I wanted to mention. They have a cool blue and black setup. Uh, that's a throwback to their 2004 jerseys when they won the Stanley Cup for the first time. So, yeah, I do think uh, some of these jerseys have potential of being really cool. But also, I, I can't lie, some of these look horrible, in my opinion. Like, If I was a New Jersey Devils fan, I would be pissed. They have these nasty green jerseys with, like, a little red in there. It's a throwback from the 1980s. I don't remember the Devils ever wearing green, but all of a sudden they have, like, a puke green jersey. The Nashville Predators are still the Mustard Tigers. Literally, it looks like they have mustard all over their shirt. Carolina is pretty blank. Theirs is, like, a little white with some green in there as a throwback to their days as the Hartford Whalers. So, I don't know. Some were cool. Some were meh. I like the attempt from Adidas at least. And as for the jerseys on the Hawks, I'll, gi- I'll give them a B for what they went for, uh, what what they chose for the Blackhawks, I should say. I like the colors. I just don't like how we literally have the exact same jersey as the Calgary Flames. That's a little bogus in my mind, but I'll let it slide because overall, I don't think Adidas did a horrible job with these reverse retro jerseys. All right, coming up in a minute, I am going to discuss Patrick Kane's trainer, Ian Mack having a conversation on the Blackhawks Talk podcast earlier this week where he said that he thinks Kane can play in the NHL until he's 50 years old. But first, I need to talk to all of you about Built Go, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. Built Go comes in a squeezable plastic container which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, for your breakfast before a long day of work, and also just a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Built Go is just the perfect protein and energy source that you need to get your body ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Built Go is offering 20% off, but only to Lockdown listeners. So be sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now, click on the Built Go section at the top, and use the promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 20% off on your first Built Go order.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkItHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. All right, so I just got done discussing Adidas's reverse retro jerseys that were released on Tuesday night. Now I wanted to get into an interesting bit of not really news, but just some conversation to note of that took place on NBC Sports Chicago's Blackhawks Talk podcast earlier this week. On the podcast as a guest was Patrick Kane's trainer, Ian Mack, who he's had Kane as a client since the end of the 2017-18 regular season. That was when Kane had... A little bit of a down year in his book with 76 points in 82 games, one of the few times in his career where he did not average a point per game for the season. And after that year, Kane wanted to get more out of his body and he wanted to take uh, take his body and training to another level. So he hired Mac to be his trainer. And since then, I mean, the results speak for themselves. Kane had the best year of his career, arguably, in 2018-19. At least statistically, he had the best year of his career. He set career highs in assists with 66 and in points with 110. He also scored 44 goals, not a big deal. Just the second time in his career that he's hit 40, that was just too shy of his career best of 46. But I mean, Kane had more points in 2018-19 than he did during the 2015-16 regular season when he took home, you know, the Ted Lindsay, the Art Ross, and the Hart Trophy when uh, he was league MVP. But he had better numbers than he did that year. He just didn't win the award because Nikita Kucherov absolutely lit it up for the Lightning. He had 128 points in 82 games, which is just astronomical in today's NHL. Uh, and even last season, though, Kane had 84 points through 70 games before the COVID-19 pandemic canceled the rest of the regular season. He was right on the cusp of another 100-point season. That would have been... Just the third time in his career he hit 100, at least I think he would have hit 100. 16 points in the final 12 games, very accomplishable by Kane's measure. And also, he's a straight gamer. Even Max said that Patrick Kane loves hockey more than anyone loves anything. So, you know Kane was well aware he was closing in on 100, and he would have done everything in his power to make sure he accomplished that feat. So, in the two years together with Kane and Mac. Kaner's been looking tremendous, arguably the best he has looked in his career, as I said. So um, now this is where the conversation got a bit interesting because Mac basically said that he thinks Kane's just getting started. He said that his body now is in better shape than he was in when he was 20, 25 years old when he first came into the league. And now he's obviously a smarter player than he was when he was younger in his career. So really, in Mac's mind, Kane's just about to hit the peak of his game. And then... They all got to discussing how long uh, Mac thinks Kane can play for and also how long he can manage playing at an elite level. Um, and obviously, Mac might be a little biased because this is his client and all and Patrick Kane, but he was he was really gassing Kane up here. I'm not sure Kane's going to be too happy with his trainer after hearing this interview because Mac said he thinks Kane can play at an, an elite level into his 40s. Like, he thinks Kaner will still be effective when he's closing in on the mid-40s, which is just absolutely nuts to think about, especially in today's NHL that is only getting faster and faster year by year. Even if Kane's in the best of best of strength, in the uh, best of shape, I should say, 
it's hard to imagine 88 still out there making plays like he is today at 45 years old, but basically the explanation from Mac was that Kane's body is just starting to get into the best shape, and he really thinks that it's going to stay this way for a long time. And while that's happening, Kane is only going to get smarter and smarter as a player and more knowledgeable about what he has to do to stay uh, stay um, elite in the game, stay productive. And while that's a fair argument, it seems like, as I said, every year now, kids are coming in and flying by everyone. And the game's just getting faster and faster, so... Well, I do think Kane could play until he's 40. He's turning 32 next week. I don't know about playing at an elite level when he's, you know, 43, 44, 45 years old. That just seems like a little bit of a reach to me. Um, and also, Max straight up said he thinks Kane can play until he's 50. And that would make him just the second player in the NHL to play at 50 years old. Only the late, great Gordie Howe has done that. And I really don't think that's a feat that will ever be accomplished again. Like, 50 years old? Zdeno Chara is 43. I feel like he's been around forever, and he isn't even catching a whiff of playing until he's 50, so I don't, I don't know about all of that. This might be just more of noise from Ian Mack rather than news, because in today's NHL, someone playing until they're 50, that's, that's almost laughable, in my opinion. Like, if Yermir Yager couldn't do it, I don't know if Kane can, and that's not a knock on Kane by any means. I think the absolute most of this guy. Year in, year out, he's a top five player, top 10, top five. He's top top 10 in the league without a doubt, but playing until 50, come on, man. I just, I just don't see that happening in the modern era. Maybe if this was 1980 or 1990, but not in today's NHL. All right, I think that wraps up all I have to say on Ian Mack suggesting that Patrick Kane, uh, Patrick Kane can play until he's 50 years old. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the latest updates we have about the 2020-2021 NHL regular season. Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey. Or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, so we just finished up talking about Patrick Kane's trainer, Ian Mack, stating that he thinks Kane could play until he's 50 years old, which is just preposterous. Now I wanted to be sure to give you all the latest updates we have from the NHL surrounding the 2020-2021 regular season. And now that the NBA has everything set in stone to kick off their season on December 22nd, the pressure is kind of on the NHL to figure out something as quickly as possible. And today they actually had a very important board meeting. The Board of Governors for the NHL met today. I don't have all of the details from that meeting yet. It's still pretty early in the morning, so I'm sure some more details will emerge later this afternoon, and I'll get to all of that on tomorrow's episode. But what I do know right now is that the NHL is definitely looking at a shortened season for next year. It appears that an eight, they know that an 82-game regular season is not on the table. That's just too many games to squeeze in such a tight window. So it looks like they're looking at somewhere between 
56 and 72 games at the moment. A bunch of different sources have heard different lengths, and I know that's a big gap. 16 games is a huge difference, but that's all we've really heard at the moment. But we do know it definitely will not be an 82-game regular season. In my opinion, I hope they can find a way to do 70 games and make it consistent because that's what they had to do last season. Have two years with 70 games and then go back to normality. It will also be much easier to compare stats that way for free agents. Um, but also, 70 games, that that might be uh, a little wishful. But I- I'm sure we'll have an update on that at least in the next couple of days so we'll get a little bit better of, uh, at least we'll have an expectation uh, of what to, where we'll know what the NHL is at least thinking right now. 16-game difference. We don't know if they're going to play 56. We don't know if they're going to try to play 70. We just don't know at the moment, but at least they're meeting today, and we should have some more word on that in the coming days. Also, the January 1st target start date, that still seems to be the goal. It's been that way for some time now, and that appears to be the plan for the NHL. They also want to have the Stanley Cup awarded no later than July 15th. Usually the Cup gets awarded sometime in early to mid-June, right around there. So a month, uh, a month's difference, that's not the worst thing in the world. That would still give all the players a reasonable enough offseason to get ready for that 82-game regular season that the league very much so wants to reinstill in 2021-2022. That's why they're so picky about wanting to get the Stanley Cup awarded by July 15th. It sounds like if they don't uh or if if they if they don't start on January 1st, they're going to take away games. They're not going to extend the season into uh later July. They they want the Stanley Cup awarded by July 15th and they want to do that because they don't want another shortened season in 2021-2022. They're already going to lose revenue once again this season. They lost revenue last year and they definitely do not want to risk that again in 2021-2022. So that's why they're so picky about getting the Stanley Cup awarded by July 15th. As for the bubbles, that still kind of needs to be figured out. But it sounds like the NHL right now is thinking of going to some sort of hybrid style, uh, similar to what they did for the return-to-play plan for the 2020 postseason. Um, It sounds like... A bunch of teams will play at the same arena for like 10 to 12 days, and then they'll get a week off to go be with their families and do whatever, and then they'll get tested a bunch before coming back. I don't know. It sounds a little complex at the moment, but Commissioner Gary Bettman himself said that he will not ask players to go to a bubble for a whole year. That idea is just a bit ridiculous. You can't ask players to go into a bubble for a whole season, not be with their families for a whole year, not be able to go anywhere. That would just drive them insane, and Bettman realizes that that, that's not an option, Um, but that seems like the toughest part that still needs to be ironed out by the NHL. They don't know whether to go to temporary bubbles, do a hybrid style. They're not sure what they need to do. That still needs to be figured out. But as I said, I'm sure we'll have a little better sense of what the NHL wants to go with in the next couple of days. But finally, the NHL seems to be making some progress here. Um, And I fully expect some more news to be either out by the end of today or at least at the latest by next week. Now that the pressure is on a little bit because the NBA, they have officially locked in the start of their regular season on December 22nd. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, November 12th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. 
and after the show. Ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.